It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Up and running on a game day Tuesday in Pirate Nation as ECU gets set to take on Old Dominion, and uh, that is slated for the top of the hour on a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, weather afternoon in uh, Pirate Nation. Hi, everybody. Patrick Johnson welcoming you in to the Tuesday edition of the show. We got Chris Cook producing. <laughs> uh, our guy, uh, Joey Football, uh, Joe Sampson is uh, hanging out as well. So thank you for being with us. Uh, we got a great program uh, ahead for you today, albeit an abbreviated one as we get you set for uh, ECU and Old Dominion as they are uh, battling here. Pirates enter 28, uh, 24-8 overall, ninth in the latest D1 baseball poll. Pirates have won uh, four in a row. And uh, East Carolina tonight will send to the hill the lefty Zach Root, the freshman, with a 2-1 and one mark, 391 earned run average. He went three innings against the Wolfpack last week. He'll be opposed by midweek starter for ODU, Landon Birch, who is 2-0. He'll make his fourth start. He's got an ERA of 458. He's also been utilized like uh, Root has out of the bullpen at times uh, this year. Monarchs are uh, no pushover, 23-8, and but they have dropped three of four, and they're coming off a loss to Southern Miss. Uh, but this team can hit, uh, as Old Dominion seems like they always can, a 314 batting average. Of course, they swept the Pirates last year. Uh, Monarchs come in sixth in the country with 62 home runs, and uh, they've won seven of their ten games on the road. Uh, so tonight, the 68th matchup between the two. Uh, Pirates uh, lost to ODU and Norfolk last year, nine to eight in ten innings, and then it was an eight-seven decision in Greenville. And uh, you go back and look at this series. The Monarchs have won the last three matchups. Uh, last pirate win came in 2019, 10-7. Last pirate win in Greenville came in 2018, February of 2018. So uh, it has been uh, that kind of uh, run here for uh, East Carolina. We'll get you out to uh, Scotty Rogers and Dr. Gary Overton coming up at 5:45 this afternoon. We'll uh, also get uh, to some Cliff Godwin cuts for you here in our uh, pirate report momentarily. Uh, we uh, will have Cy Seymour on coming up in a little bit as well. Cy is going to be uh, with us to talk about Bobby Pettiford, the four-star recruit out of high school, top 100 guy in the class of 21, 96th uh, nationally. Uh, and uh, we're going to hear from uh, him. He, he originally, uh, of course, Pettiford I'm speaking about here, committed to Kansas and, or excuse me, to Louisville, and then went to Kansas where, uh, he played just 14 games his freshman season. He played 32 games this past year and played in both of the uh, NCAA tournament games for the uh, Jayhawks. You know, didn't do, didn't play a whole lot. Was relegated to a backup role, but uh, this kid can go, and I think uh, he's he's strong and he's athletic, and I and I think this is going to be a real boon for East Carolina. We've also got uh, Cy Seymour, as I mentioned, on that. So I'm looking forward to talking to Cy 
uh, in a little bit and getting his thoughts on uh, that. want to set the table for you as well for the rest of the week before we again get to a pirate report here coming up, so stand by for that, Cookie. <laughs> yes, Cookie, stand by for that. And uh, we have... Uh, our pal from WFNZ uh, is going to be on with us uh, tomorrow out in uh, Charlotte. Uh, that would be the uh, one and only uh, T-Bone of the uh, Mac and Bone Show, of course. But uh, our guy, Travis Hancock, is going to be with us tomorrow. I want to talk to him about the Panthers. Uh, I want to talk with him uh, about the... Uh, you know, we, we get accused of talking, no talk, not talking NBA on here. It's not an accusation because we don't talk NBA on here. I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in it. And I think the, you know, a good majority of our audience really isn't interested in it either. But I know there's some of you out there that are. So we'll get, uh, T-Bone's thoughts tomorrow on where the Hornets are right now. I think, uh, you know, I, look, I think Michael Jordan selling that thing will be the best thing, uh, ever. I mean, MJ, I think, is an adequate owner, but a, a, not a winning owner. And, uh, perhaps, uh, some fresh ownership blood. Would, uh, would be good. I think it is important if, if Jordan's a minority stakeholder in that to still be involved because it's important to have his presence in Charlotte. But, uh, I think otherwise you just have to kind of, uh, take this and, uh, make it one of those things where you, uh, you, you kind of, uh, need some fresh ideas from the ownership perspective. But we'll get all that from T-Bone tomorrow. Uh, the other big, uh, thing to announce for this week is going to be uh, Thursday. We'll be joined in studio by head football coach of the Pirates, Mike Houston, coming off the spring uh, practice session, the spring game. So we'll talk all things Pirate football and all things uh, college football with Mike Houston live in the studio coming up on Thursday. So that is uh, going to be going on. Looking forward to having Coach uh, back in the uh, friendly confines of our uh, radio ranch again on Thursday. Right now, uh, let us hit a pirate report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The Pirates and the Monarchs. It's ECU and ODU from Clark LeClaire Stadium coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get you out there with uh, coverage from the ECU Sports Radio Network at 545 this afternoon. Scooter, uh, Scooter, Scotty Rogers and uh, Coach Gary Overton. Coach O uh, will be bringing you the call. Right now, uh, from our Inside the ECU uh, Clubhouse segment from yesterday, Cliff Godwin, some comments we did not uh, get to. And this is uh, Coach Godwin talking about uh, the schedule this week with ODU coming in, and uh, we'll preview the weekend series against Cincinnati. Well, I mean, they beat us both times last year. Right. Uh, they're, yep. they're really offensive. Um, you know, Fenwood does a really good job there. Um, they, uh, I think hosted a regional last year, um, or two years ago. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they have been, it was two years ago, sorry, mm-hmm. but they have been a really quality pro- program. Um, and if you don't show up, man, you'll get beat. I can tell you that. So we need our guys to be ready to go and, uh, we'll have practice today, um, since we had yesterday off and, and we'll get ready for, for them for tomorrow night. Bearcats of uh, Cincinnati, the first of uh, a couple series with them that uh, the American has scheduled uh, between ECU and Cincinnati now for a number of years. Uh, and uh, we've talked about it. I mean, Cincinnati's always a, a tough out coach. Uh, so looking ahead to next weekend, a uh, lot of lot to happen between now and then. But just on the general sense of speaking about Cincinnati, uh, 
those are always tough games because the two programs have seen each other so much over the last several years. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you play them uh, six times in the regular season, and then we normally get matched up somehow in the yeah. conference tournament <laughs> and play them again. So, yeah. you know, you're talking about playing them six to eight times on any given year, and then you flip right back over and you're doing it again the next year. So definitely not a lot of secrets between the two teams, and uh, Coach Guggins does a really good job with their program. and. No matter what the record is, that they're going to play us tough. Yeah, they always do. Seems like they do. Uh, coach, uh, always great to catch up with you. We appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this weekend. And uh, best of luck against ODU. Thanks, back. Appreciate you, buddy. Cliff Godwin, you can listen to that entire interview by going to our website, 943thegame.com, and going under the uh, podcast page to Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin. We uh, have that for you every Monday. It is a mid-to-late morning uh, pod that drops on the website. You could also podcast uh, this program uh, via 943thegame.com. Just go under the Patrick Johnson Show. You can uh, either relive the magic of past shows or explore it for the first time. Lots of great interviews on there, lots of great content on there uh, over the uh, many years. Okay, let us uh, take our first time out on the abbreviated edition of the PJ Show. It's the Get You to the Baseball Game program. And uh, we're going to talk about a, a big commit for Mike Swartz's basketball pirates with the one and only Cy Seymour right after these words. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Well, as we brought you yesterday, huge news for Pirate basketball, especially in this wild world of the transfer portal. Uh, my uh, great friend and colleague and a great friend to ECU in Eastern Carolina, Cy Seymour, analyst for Pirate basketball for a number of years. And uh, anytime I can talk to Cy, I don't need an excuse. I just, it's convenient to have one. Cy, how are you? I'm good, Patrick. Always a pleasure to get with you. We we kind of love the, the sports world, and we work together. It's been a pleasure, and can't wait to talk today. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, look, I, Cy, you know this because you follow the game, not just the Pirates, not just the American, all of basketball, not just college, the whole deal. So you know how kind of significant this Bobby Pettiford deal uh, from us from just symbolism. Yes, because, I mean, this was a top-five recruit in the state of North Carolina. No doubt about it. When you get a guy like – well, first of all, too, Patrick, it, it's what Coach Schwartz needed. He needed a point guard, a pure point guard. And and this is what Bobby Pettiford is. Had great lineage uh, from the Piedmont area of the state out of high school. I, I, and, and let me tell you how it really works. It's crazy. Uh, we were playing SMU in Dallas, and um, my son coached at Wake Forest High School. We had talked about Bobby Pettiford. He was a sophomore, and he said, there's a kid that's unbelievable. Well, we're uh, I'm, with, I'm with Joe Dooley's staff, and we're in SMU, and we're eating breakfast, and Rafael Chilius says, how good is Pettiford? And I said, he's really that good. I said, this is a kid that can really help you. My son says he can really play. Uh, he, he's a great player. So Joe Dooley started the process when this kid was young, uh, had him and stuff. But what happens is all of a sudden everybody gets on him. Louisville was on him. He signed with Louisville. Then they, they got rid of the coach. So he was talking with us and, and, and our staff did a great job at East Carolina. 
and he ended up going to Kansas, which you understand. Sure. Is Kansas, yeah. The Blue yeah. Blood. Right. And so, and I remember our, and, and, and let me tell you about this kid. This is really wonderful. Bobby Pettiford and his family came back to Greenville and said, Coach, nobody recruited me as hard as you guys did. Y'all did a great job. And that's why we drove back over from Creedmoor. And, and, and so he leaves and Joe, I remember Joe saying, that's a kid that we might get by one of these days. You never know. I, I, I can remember it and just as it, it's crazy. But now Mike Schwartz comes along. Mike is a tremendous recruiter. Our staff does a great job. And when he comes over, it's a, it's a tough situation. He's got schools all over the place wanting him and Mike sealed the deal with him. And it's very difficult to do in today's world. You never know. Give ECU the whole staff. I, I'm, I'm saying when I say coach Schwartz, Give ECU the whole athletic program and the whole staff. That's a great pickup for the Pirates. Cy, talk about this, uh, this, this process now with the portal because recruiting is always cutthroat and tough, but the portal has now taken it to a whole new level, hasn't it? Yeah. The landscape has completely been shaken up and changed. Well, we were talking about this. I was with a friend of mine called today and we were, we were saying, you know, Patrick, literally, when I was at Craven, uh, there were two junior, two, two community colleges in the junior college league, Lenore and Craven, and then everybody else was Anderson, Chowan, Sarum, Lees McRae, Lewisburg. There were 12 of them. And we were all sitting around the room, and we said, you know, it's amazing. As junior colleges and community colleges, our recruiting season is the senior year of these kids we look at April, May, June, kids that have not gotten picked up, and that's when we recruit. Major colleges recruit two years earlier, and they sign their kids in the fall, and then they, they come in the next year. Well, it's changed for them. Now they're recruiting the portal, portal excuse me, in April, May, and June. They, are, they will have new teams in the summer at their universities. In three months, they're going to change probably three, four kids per team. Yeah. And they've lost three or four kids. They are almost, their recruiting process has really changed. It is now. What can you get right now? And they're working themselves to death. And I'm not talking about, it's not just the East Carolinas. It's everybody. It's, it's everybody now looking in that portal. Who can I get? Cause this kid left me. This guy, this was a senior. He's gone. So it, it is totally different. And I don't care what university you are, you better be looking at the portal. And, and look, dislike, like, I have not anything to do with it. It's reality. That's what we're dealing with. And I, I give credit to Mike Shores for for getting in here, navigating this thing. It's a, it's a really difficult thing to do. And all universities are going through this. And and it's a wild, wild west pick. You don't ever know what's going to happen. But ECU's really done a really good job getting in the portal and being active, and everybody else has also. You, uh, Great Cy Seymour is with us here. I think you hit the nail on the head. If you have guys like Forbes at Wake Forest, who's coach at the JUCO level, there's others too. Uh, those guys are used to, as you were, I don't want to say putting a team on the fly, but, I mean, it was this time of year before you really started to shore up what your roster was going to look like in the uh, in the fall. Uh, you know, and here's the thing, Cy, these coaches now are even going deeper, uh, into the summer, into this off season. So, I mean, if you're comfortable or if you've recruited with success in that space, 
you're comfortable operating in this space to a degree, I have to imagine. Listen, I'm, listen, Steve Forbes is a guy that will adapt to this and move right on. They'll be successful at Wake Forest. He's been in this world and he knows how to survive in it. When you, when you've been on junior college coach, as he has, uh, in fact, he gave a speech last night to the NJCAA in Charlotte and he was talking about this subject. I mean, this guy gets it. He understands. You know who else understands it? Kevin Keats. You remember he was in prep school. He he gets it. He was, you know, he was at Hargraves. They, they get it because they've been in that world where it turns over every couple of years. If you've been on the traditional four year staffs that are, are really, have really been used to a kid staying four years, that world's going to be hard to stay with. I'm just, I'm just saying that's going to be a, I mean, I look at North Carolina this year. They're what they lose three, four kids and in in it, they're going to have to hit the portal or, or, they're going, they're going to suffer the consequences. It's, it's just, it's the world we in and it's totally different ground and you better be ready for it. I think Clemson does a good job in the portal. They got a guy named Lucas McKay that's on staff that's been working, working hard to, to do a good job in it. They, they prep for it. All these schools have to look into it. Whether they, whether you want it, the world or kids staying all four years. It's 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 changed. It's yeah. completely changed. Well, Cy, let me ask you a little bit about this. Uh, you've talked to Coach Schwartz and, and Riley and a bunch of guys on his staff. What what are those? You know, they're we're in on a lot of guys, aren't we? Oh my goodness! Look, anybody that doesn't think that we've got a great staff working this, they work it. They are giving everything they've got to trying to find the best possible players out there. I was on the phone with. Uh, Coach Schwartz this weekend. I was on the phone with uh, uh, other coaches in the staff. Uh, Coach Davis called. We are ECU is trying to do everything they can, and they are in on a lot of kids. But let me tell you, when somebody comes up and offers major, major dollars, it, it, it changes the landscape yeah. even more. Yeah. Look, anybody who says, "Well, you're not supposed to use NIL that way," I mean. Until the NCAA steps in. I mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly. It hey, uh, back to the Pettiford thing. When you just look at the symbolism of this again, uh, could, you know, because Mike Swartz and his staff have recruited the state hard already. Got a, a couple of, uh, you know, kids in the next couple of years coming in from the state, really uh, good young players. Uh, recruiting the state of North Carolina side, I mean, Pirate fans have bemoaned that for a lot of years, and, uh, it seems like there's a commitment from this uh, this staff to do that. They make no bones about it, and they've done a good job in it. You think about this kid. This is a kid that was, like you said, a top five guard, one of the best in the country. And, look, a lot of people were on him right now. And give credit to our coaching staff for sealing the deal. With Pettiford, I mean, he's a really good young man. And, and I mean, he's a good young man. That's really important, too. And – He's done, he's made a really good decision because this ECU program did a lot of things in January and February and March that we don't do. We, we got stronger and better and you, and it's a good time to jump on that bandwagon. We, we've got players coming back. We bring him in. You got a good kid from Goldsboro coming in that's a really top athlete. You got another kid from Louisville, Kentucky that's, that's about a seven footer that can really protect the rim. The things are going really well here. Not only that, when, when you can go toe to toe with the teams ECU did in the stretch, uh, you've got a you, you've got a good nucleus coming back. Uh, if you, this is a this is a program you say, 
uh, let's go. Let's let's get it right. Let's keep going. I mean, it's not one that says, oh, me, don't, you know, oh, me, oh, me. See, no, uh-uh. Get on board this because they're doing it right and they're working hard. You get a guy like Pettiford, that tells you where you're headed. And and so he's a, he's a bellwether, and this kid was a top name, and ECU signed him. It's a, it's a, it's a big sign for East Carolina. And, and look, I just don't think they're through. I mean, I think yeah. they're looking even, even further. Uh, they, they are on top of kids all over the place. So my point being, ECU fans really are, are very fortunate. They need to jump in here and help out and be supportive of this basketball program because we have top notch kids that are playing pretty hard for us. And now we're adding to it. Uh, and I think it's an exciting time for basketball. I think it's an exciting time for ECU sports. But ECU basketball is a place where we should be building, and we are, and this coaching staff has done a really good job in that field. Let me give you a last word here on uh, something that happened over the weekend. Dusty May signs a long-term agreement with FAU after their final four run. How important is that for the conference? Phew, I think it's big. I, I think it says volumes about FAU. Uh, you know, we played down there earlier. Uh, they got us down there one time. Uh, and they, they, they had a good program then, but what he's done down there is unbelievable. He's really done a good job and give credit to FAU for making a commitment. Uh, you look at this league with UAB coming in, same way. They, you know, NIT, they're tough. Uh, you look at, and then you look at Memphis. This league is still going to be really good. Charlotte has always been a perennial power. This will be a really good, good basketball league. But I have to tell you, ECU's right in the thick of it. They can be really tough. And so you got to be excited. A great high, a great keep down there at Florida Atlantic. And, uh, and I hope he can build it because it just makes our basketball better in the league. Hey, Cy, thank you for hopping on for a few minutes uh, today. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. I always like doing it with you, Patrick. Thank you, man. The great Cy Seymour with us uh, here. We've got Pirate Baseball coming up at the top of the hour with the game, but we're uh, just a little bit away from our uh, pregame coverage. It'll be coming your way at quarter till with uh, Scotty and Coach O, ECU and ODU, meeting for the first time this season. Right now, let's grab a 94-3 the game sports update from Chris Cook. This is Chris Cook here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash Update. ECU Baseball is in action live tonight, taking on Old Dominion in Lewis Field at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Live coverage of the game can be heard right here on 94.3 The Game with first pitch starting at 6 p.m. Scooter Rogers and Coach O will be bringing you pregame coverage later this hour starting at 5.45 p.m. ECU finished up spring football this past Saturday with their annual spring game. The gold team was able to knock off the purple team. Coach Houston complimented how aggressive both sides were in the game. That's uh, been a part of a lot of it. You know, number one thing for me is nobody gets hurt, so I'm happy with that. But just the competitive, you know, edge on the field. They were going at each other. You had some big hits. You had some big plays. You know, you saw Josiah Hatfield do Josiah Hatfield things. Uh, you saw Javius Bond and why we're so excited about him. Uh, you saw so many defensive guys uh, make plays that we have been seeing all spring that maybe everybody else hadn't seen. So uh, I think it was a great spring game. Coach Houston also talked about what he'll be looking at on the film to evaluate for the summer. 
want to take a look at the film and see how they performed. And, and the big thing is, you know, who makes contested catches, and then what do they do after the catch? Because I think that's a big thing that we got to evaluate because, uh, you know, so much of what the, the production was last year was who could do something with the ball after the catch and who could make those contested catches against tight coverage. And so that's really what you want to evaluate them on. The Panthers are continuing to solidify their draft board. Carolina is set to host Alabama quarterback Bryce Young on a top 30 pre-draft visit today. The Heisman Trophy winner passed for over 8,300 yards, 80 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions during his career leading the Crimson Tide. The Panthers own the top pick in the draft and are fully expected to select one of the draft's top quarterback prospects when they are on the clock on April 27th. In some NFL news, Buccaneers linebacker Devin White has requested a trade from the team, and the Detroit Lions have traded former number three overall pick Jeff Okuda to the Atlanta Falcons. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirates student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout, right here on 94.3 The Game. Thanks to Cy Seymour for being on with us a little bit ago. Always uh, good to talk some basketball. Uh, speaking of which, Kyle uh, Filipowski flipped back. Going to return to Duke next season, so that's a pretty big uh, return for the Blue Devils as he was the uh, ACC tournament most valuable player. Uh, and they could still have Jeremy Roach back. Even though Roach is declared for the draft, he's still maintaining his eligibility, which that's the smartest thing they've done in college uh, basketball, in my opinion, is let guys do that uh, because it doesn't wreck a guy's career. He finds out what he needs to work on, and he goes and works works on it. But, I mean, think about this. You've got uh, Flip uh, for the Blue Devils, and uh, Proctor is back, and uh, it's uh, going to have a strong team uh, in, uh, in Durham next season. All right. Uh, Speaking of which, a couple of things today. Uh, Joe Lenardi, yeesh. Uh, Joe, and we like Joe. Uh, we, we've tried to get him on the program. Hopefully we will one of these times uh, leading up to March Madness. Uh, it's, it's kind of a wonky time with us because of uh, uh, baseball going on simultaneously. Sometimes it's, we get a little uh, contracted as far as our shows go uh, during uh, the first part of the year. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's very interesting uh he put out a way too early uh, bracket projection, which I know seems insane. Uh, but uh, just a couple of takeaways from that. There are two teams out of the American. I mean, rinse and repeat. Stop me if you've seen this before. He's got FAU as a two seed. So, uh, you know, they'll be in the American next year coming off a of Final Four. And then uh, they've also got uh, Memphis as a ten seed. Again, stop me if you've seen this movie before, but Memphis uh, kind of on the bubble there. So we'll see how it goes beyond that. I, I think the league has got to figure out how to get to a three or four bid league consistently. Uh, in in my opinion, and, and I think I don't think they're very far. I really don't. All right, uh, ECU baseball coming up as we mentioned, uh, top of the hour. A uh, couple of comments we didn't get to from yesterday. Uh, and this is from the uh, spring game. Uh, Deontay Johnson says. Uh, the whole purple team will eat beanie weenies after Team Gold won. I'm gonna make sure everybody eats beanie weenies goes on the purple team. <laughs> Doesn't sound very appealing, but uh, hey, if the big uh, 
6'2", 299-pound defensive lineman, the junior from Dinwiddie, Virginia, uh, says, eat beanie weenies? I probably would because uh, while he seems like a good guy, he is a big guy. Uh, more from him. Uh, he says uh, he's excited after seeing how hard the guys fought. Again, this is following Saturday's spring game. Yeah, them boys out there, I wasn't out there with the last group, but them boys out there, they gave it their all. I'm excited for this season. The way we see, man, the way them boys fight, I'm excited. And uh, one other uh, cut here. Uh, he talks about how close this particular team is. Especially with new guys coming in, like everybody don't come from like here. Like we we together. You know what I mean, a lot of people come from like different schools where the, the players not so tight in locker room. So we just gotta make sure that like we show them like everybody coming in that it's a new like it's a brotherhood. We all love each other. We all here for each other. All right, there you go. Uh, some comments there. Uh, Cliff Godwin. Uh, the other night talking about the toughness shown by uh, his pirate team. Well, we didn't play great last weekend, so, you know, you needed to play good um, this weekend and, you know, play good on Tuesday and, you know, challenge the offense and the offense were good. A lot of guys are playing hurt. Like, uh, it, it's crazy. McChrystal has been sick. He was throwing up yesterday, and J-Dub's got a back, and Riley Johnson's got an ankle. J.C., you know, fouled a ball off his growing area, so uh, – you know, a lot of guys had to step up, and they're not 100%, so a lot of toughness shown today, too. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't want to say an area of concern, but obviously there's a lot of, uh, you know, injuries right now. They're kind of piling up. What the team's been able to do despite this run of injuries is pretty remarkable. Cliff Godwin ran through the litany yesterday uh, with this, but you've got uh, Jenkins Cowart out for an extended period following surgery after fouling the ball off to his growing area and having to have the surgery to kind of relieve pressure down there. I'll let you uh, fill in the rest of the blanks uh, there. Uh, you know, they're still without uh, the catching situation. I don't think it's tenuous, but, I mean, I think it is going to be something that has to be massaged and managed with Wilcoxon and uh, McChrystal both with, uh, you know, back issues. And injuries, uh, and, uh, you know, a guy could be uh, a player, a pitch away from having to turn it over to the other guy. And, and I think you'll see them not only platoon for very much the rest of the way, but I think you'll see them platoon in game like we have seen. Well, Coxon's got a 15 game hitting streak, uh, for games he's played in coming into, uh, this one. And both guys have, uh, hit the ball very, very well, uh, when, uh, they are in, but I think just with the way they are, uh, the situation with their injuries, it's going to have to be massaged the rest of the year and uh, and monitored the rest of the year. And uh, you'll, you'll see some interesting uh, deals with those guys because I, I think that is the way it's going to be because it doesn't seem like that they will be able to fully get the rest in order to to move forward. They can play, and they can play, and, and coach and the staff will monitor that. But uh, they're probably going to have to uh, – it's probably going to be a – a little bit of an interesting situation at the catching spot for the next, uh, or oh, the remainder of the season, to be quite honest. You know, Root is starting tonight. Part of that is Garrett Saylor's got that uh, oblique still, and I, and I think the senior is a week, maybe maybe even two weeks still away, although he's starting to throw, uh, Cliff Godwin has said. And then you've got the, uh, you've got Riley Johnson with a little bit of an ankle. So, Look, everybody's banged up this time of year, but uh, the, the injury situation is uh, one that uh, will have to be 
dealt with and uh, massaged and also uh, taken into account over the next uh, several uh, weeks. And the good news is I think when you get back a sailor with the way this bullpen uh, has started to perform and has performed at times, I think you've got a really formidable pitching situation. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, we, we certainly giving AMAC his flowers, and rightfully so, for being the player of the week in the uh, American. Uh, but let's give a little bit of uh, love to Carter Spivey. Cliff Godwin did when talking about his performance uh, in game two of the doubleheader last Thursday. Spivey's great, you know, put up zeros and, um, you know, gave us a quality start, and that's all you can ask. That's what our starting pitch has done, just give us a chance to win. And that's what uh, Carter Spivey did. And Carver, uh, Carter Spivey, uh, who I think was as sharp as he's looked as a starter this season, uh, is uh, on the AAC honor roll as a uh, result. The whole pirate pitching, and look, I know there was some hiccups during that uh, tough week, but the whole pirate pitching staff has been uh, really, really phenomenal this year. The team ERA is 363, uh, 331 strikeouts, a little over 100 walks and 285 innings, 15th nationally in ERA, 6th in strikeout-to-walk ratio, and uh, they are also in the top uh, 15 or top 20 or even top 25 in other categories, including 25th in strikeouts per nine innings at 10.4. Pirates are 20-2 and two at home as they uh, take on ODU tonight, Monarchs uh, can't hit the baseball, and uh, they can take it out of the yard on you. That's uh, part of what they do. So we'll see. Uh, tonight, can uh, can Root come out and be effective? Can the bullpen be effective? And how long will Root go tonight against uh, the Old Dominion Monarchs? Uh, coming up in just a little bit, we will find out with the uh, pregame show coming your way on the ECU Sports Radio Network right here. Uh, you'll start to hear some of these promos if you've not already, but uh, we're uh, a little more than two weeks away from our concert on the Commons starting up. It has now grown to six incredible shows this year. Uh, showtimes are at 6 o'clock, of course. Food trucks, adult beverages, vendors, and more. Pets are welcome. No coolers, no glass containers. But the concert on the Common lineup starts with... Uh, the Legacy Motown Review, music from the Motor City, backed by popular demand on uh, April 27th. Also this year uh, in May, shows from uh, the Ultimate Eagles tribute band on the border, one of the most popular ones each year. The Band of Oz will be with us uh, May 25th on a Thursday. A tribute to Fleetwood Mac in June with Landslide. The Embers featuring our great friend Craig Woolard in late June. And then uh, after the fourth, Tuesday's Gone, a Skinner tribute band, Leonard Skinner tribute band. I uh, know the uh, singer for that group. Uh, they are awesome. They tour all around the country. So these are some big acts coming to Greenville. But, again, we started all with the Legacy Motown review uh, on uh, two weeks from Thursday, April 27th. Brought to you by the City of Greenville, the Junior League of Greenville, Greenville Utilities, Pitt Greenville Airport, ECU Health, the Air Doctor, Polly Pilon State Farm, Sawyer's Fun Park, thank you TJ, Town Bank, Greenville Toyota, Michelob Ultra, uh, the Ritchie Law Firm, Specialty FDR, Wells Roofing and Gutters, Optimum, and Eastern Plumbing. Uh, of course, uh, wonderful sponsors allow all these shows to be free to everybody in the community, and all of that is getting kicked off a week from... 
two weeks rather from uh, Thursday. We'll tell you more about it. All right. Uh, baseball coming up. Uh, big thanks to Cy Seymour for being on with us today. Tomorrow, uh, we'll talk to Travis Hancock from WFNZ out in Charlotte. Find out what the Panthers uh, are thinking on their uh, first overall pick in the draft and uh, other things as far as Queen City sports go. And uh, we will have Thursday in studio Mike Houston with us talking pirate football and more. So you'll uh, hopefully join us then. Thanks to Cookie. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, stay tuned. Pirate Baseball just a little bit away here. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow tomorrow morning on Talk of the Town and back here tomorrow at 5 for the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody. Enjoy the game. Go Pirates.